Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today we have been stranded, left on Mars. Mm-hmm. How whatever shall we do? We're going to have to science the shit out of this bitch. Yeah, lucky for us, we're second-rate comedians. Pretty darn okay ones. I wouldn't even consider myself second-rate. Somewhere in like the fifth or sixth tier. Yeah, Mars (laughs) will come to fear our comedy powers. Yeah, (laughs) I suppose. Yeah, we're we're four Fs. We don't have any. We'd be dead. Just, uh... Well, yeah, we would totally die on Mars. It's like, I mean, first of all, if we actually made it, landed on the planet Mars, I'm sure somebody at NASA had made a catastrophic miscalculation. Yeah, like, they made it through the review process and actually were allowed on the shuttle. Yeah, like I don't even know why they would have let us in. Like, <laughs> like not even I... in the building. <laughs> we we don't even like. I don't think I could survive space camp. Yeah. I don't even Much think less. I could survive being in Pasadena. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, we don't even have drilling expertise. No, which is pretty much that's... required for space travel, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what they need. you yeah, got to dig a hole to go to the stars. <laughs> well, because from what I've learned from movie watching is that it's far easier to be an astronaut than it is to be an oil driller. Oh, man. It's like being an oil driller is like one of the toughest, most dangerous jobs there is, even when compared yeah. to space travel. Yeah, it's it's far easier to teach them how to go up into space. Exactly, those guys multi talented, multi you know, <laughs> multi capable oil drillers. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's the The Martian, directed by Ridley Scott, released mm-hmm. in twenty fifteen. Yep, based on the uh, novel by Andy Weir. Yeah, which I have read. Yep, I have not. This is my first uh, <clears throat> first time watching the movie. I haven't read the book. I did watch a interview that Andy Weir did with Adam Savage that was really cool. And I've seen a couple, like, you know, Donald Glover did an interview or something on one of the late night shows and talked about it. And So that's, you know, my minimal uh, contact with uh, The Martian. But, uh, no, this was uh, just right out the bat. This is really good. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... So one of my favorite books, actually, I did the book on tape version, which yeah. uh, would recommend. And uh, the the biggest difference <clears throat> is that the book is very interested in the science. Mm-hmm. So like specific events goes really in depth with some of the problems that he has to solve, and like yeah, really goes through kind of the problem solving science uh, because all of this is mostly accurate. Yeah, to the best of There's... everybody's uh, knowledge, this all a lot of it checks out, which is why it has like a greater uh, a greater weight to it, and kind of curious as I understand, people in NASA absolutely love the book. They adopted the Pirate Ninja increment of uh, measure from the book, mm-hmm. as I understand, and uh, no, it like stuff like that's really cool because it's you know it. It's cool in movies when you see characters that are faced with a problem, but I think it's even cooler when you have characters faced with a problem and nobody like loses their heads. There's no in like unnecessary drama, which I really no. liked about this movie. Yeah. Like it was like a it's like if the Mythbusters really tried to work out how to survive on Mars, you know? And there it was just that we like you have a whole bunch of people with the best of intentions, doing their best to get this guy safely from Mars back to Earth. And I really like that, because it's like, you compare it to something like Apollo 13, and Apollo 13 inserts unnecessary drama at certain points in order to you know heighten the tension, as if the fucking situation wasn't tense enough. Uh, yeah, really... <laughs> You know, otherwise I wouldn't know yeah. that it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that this is, we're in trouble, you know. But, uh, no, I I really like that aspect of it. Because there's no real antagonist, right? There's just, this is essentially Mars. Mars. <laughs> it's fucking, it's a man v. nature tale, but in, you know, on Mars. And that that's really cool. That is an interesting, uh, interesting aspect. And there's some stuff where it's, you know, like the science pretty much checks out. We're just not there yet sort of things and the, uh, like 
space as far suits. as I'm aware, yeah, the spacesuit is about the only thing. It's the biggest that one, is. yeah. Because he needed to be more dexterous, because he wouldn't be able to do most of the stuff otherwise. Yeah, the well, and also his ability to like remove and don the spacesuit quickly, mm-hmm. relatively quickly, is uh, is like the biggest. Yeah, one of the bigger thing. ones. Yeah, but that's all. Like you got to do that stuff necessary for the story, and that's fine. Yeah, we're we're in a like it. I would say it's technically the future. I don't think mm-hmm. they ever tell you what year it so, is. So I looked it up. So Andy Weir had to give he had to give himself a specific date to work out all the math. So he said that the book starts November twelfth, I think, of twenty thirty five, and it ends in like twenty thirty six, I think, thirty seven or something like that. Yeah, in well, May. It, yeah, because it had to go through November because that's why he has the potatoes. Exactly. That's the. Yeah, potatoes if, are if a big part of this. Yeah, if he did not have the potatoes, he, he would, would have be been dead. fucked. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Thanksgiving saved his life. Yeah, well, that's the other things too. It all just feels very like believable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, because they'd be there over Thanksgiving, so they gave him a Thanksgiving dinner with potatoes. And yeah, he's like, oh my god, thank God, <laughs> I'm gonna survive. <laughs> we could do this because, and we'll get into it more. Uh, Matt Damon plays Mark Watney, who is a botanist. He's part of a crew of the Ares Three mission to Mars, and uh, they have a whole like there's five others aside from him. We'll get more into it, but yeah, that's his basic. That's his. That's his shtick. He's Mark Watney, the best botanist on Mars. <laughs> well, yeah, by default. <laughs> by, by, default. <laughs> <laughs> he, by default, for a lot of the things he does. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is the best. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you want to just, just hop right in? Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting going through it, I think, because there's a large stretch of, like, just kind of desolation, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm always, this is, like, my third or fourth time watching this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always just taken away. Yeah, this is a beautiful looking film. Uh, it's, like, mar- have great vis- shots of the vistas of Mars. And I don't know where they shot it, but it was. Yeah, really beautiful looking movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we start on uh, Mars, mm-hmm. uh, the Ares Three mission already in progress. I like that. Eighteen days yeah. into their mission, their thirty-five, uh, yeah, so thirty-five day mission, something like to that. Mars. Yeah. Um, I didn't write down I a did. ton of. I don't have a ton of notes this time around. It kind of got wrapped into the movie, but yeah. I I get that, but yeah, there's a. Uh, yeah, all of them are kind of getting to their tasks, and we get to meet the crew a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Martinez, who is looking at the uh, the Mav, the yeah, the Mars Ascent is... vehicle. Thank you. I mm-hmm. didn't look up the. He's <laughs> just uh, visually inspecting. He's not <laughs> yeah, it's he's checking it out. And uh, Martinez, played by Michael Pena. Uh, we also have the mission leader, uh, Melissa Lewis, played by Jessica Chastain. And there's a German guy there, and then Vogel. Kate Vogel, yeah, and Kate Mara. He's the, he does telemetry, I think. With, like he's yeah. a chemist and chemist. He, he does, does telemetry. Like... Again, astronauts they wear a lot of hats, lots of hats. These astronauts. Just one. It's a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then there's <laughs> Sebastian Stan, who is our uh, basically our Doctor McCoy this time around by default because he's the medical professional. Yeah, I what was his name? Fuck. Uh Chris uh, Beck. Yeah. Yeah, Beck and Beck and Johansson. Kate Mara's Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's computers. Yeah, she does like the hacking for NASA. Like she's the you know, tech. Yeah, she genius. hacks space. Yep. <laughs> she hacks the shit out of space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um That's it yeah, that, that's that's the crew, right? yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember the German actor's name, but yeah, Vogel. But yeah, so they're on Mars. They're collecting samples. Everything is looking good until they get a ping that there is going to be a severe storm warning. Big, uh, I think it's a dust. A severe dust storm is coming their way. And at first, uh, Commander Lewis is like, "Oh, I saw that this morning. We'll be fine." And then it got updated to like major severity, and so they decide that they gotta they gotta get the fuck out. We can't. Uh, well, and- 
that is one thing. It just rapidly escalates. Like mm-hmm. they're all like everything's fine, and then you look over and it's just this massive dust storm. Yeah, that comes in and just shoots fucking glitter everywhere. Everywhere they're just they're just glammed up on their way back to the map. Because if they don't leave, they're they're worried that the map will tip over because of the the wind and the gusts of air. So they have to make a calculated decision to. Yeah, to basically get the fuck out. So they all don their spacesuits, and quick aside, I love the design and the look of the spacesuits. Those things are awesome. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, those I look love great. The, I love the orange accent. I do, too. That just made yeah. it like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, man. That's, yeah, <laughs> the future's awesome. Um, yeah, so they basically, they, they all, you know, ducks in a row, uh, led by the commander back to the Mav, uh, and it's like blow it like it's the worst storm you ever seen. This thing's a fucking well, major disaster. And even what, well, even Watney at this point is still like, oh, all we gotta do is just tether tether the math, and we'll be okay. We can finish mm-hmm. out the mission. Yeah. And before he can have that thought, a communication satellite flies off him. and <laughs> thwacks yeah. him into the darkness, into the void where they can barely see. Yeah. And uh, they try to look for him but he they lose his signal mm-hmm. and they have to decide quickly because it is gonna tip over yeah like they're not gonna have their their way home uh that you just gotta leave him mm-hmm. you gotta make that very that terrible decision but it's a necessary decision because like you don't have like this is one of those situations where we can't just like oh we can row the boat out of here and then come back like this is a this is a big deal so they have to make, you know, the commander has to make the decision that we gotta, we gotta launch, we gotta get out of here, and they, and they do. Mm-hmm. And then they, they uh, yeah, they make it out, and uh, yeah, they leave him behind. And yeah. yeah, we even see the, the the news, the chief of NASA, played yep. by Jeff Daniels, yeah, has to give Teddy. the, yeah, yeah, Teddy, he has to give the, the press conference about how you know lost somebody in space, which. Mm-hmm. I believe that would make him like the first American astronaut to die in actual space. I don't think we've lost anybody. I don't know. I haven't some other like I feel like I don't know. He's definitely the first person to die on another planet, uh, quote unquote. Which that's got <laughs> that he's that, first for everything. <laughs> that would be you know, that's an honor. Oh yeah, Just, uh, that's a hell of a statue. I mean, he's gonna have a hell of a statue by the end anyway. But yeah, he, you know, by the end of it, it seems like the kind of thing that they would just name places and things. I'm sure for them, like you know, yeah. it's kind of like the guys in Armageddon, where it's like after they finish that mission, those guys are set for life. Like they're those guys, well. Uh, they're going to be like a high school or something. Yeah, the places <laughs> the are going to be named after them. Like, people, like, yeah, there's, you know, they'll get a lot of mileage out of being up in space. But, yeah, uh, so he gives the press event, and, um, yeah. But uh, my notes are very sparse, so. But as it turns that. out, Mark is not dead. Nope, he's way not uh, dead. Well, he, so what happened is that he got stabbed by an antenna, and this mm-hmm. is pretty fucking metal because he has to take the antenna it's still connected mm-hmm. has to like disconnect it but what had happened is it hit right where it has the vital scanner yeah so they would have had no way of finding him but then the blood coagulated mm, and sealed his and... sealed his suit up yeah so he was passed out but uh after doing some makeshift surgery which mm-hmm. is really metal so he has to go back he has to basically use some pliers to disconnect the the wire so that he can get back to the suit and then he has to do surgery on it yeah he has to he has to do a little bit of self-surgery back at the hab and he does and then he you know he hits himself with like a fucking it looked like an epi pen like nine times and then uh well yeah to stop the bleeding and then he um yeah stapled the the wound back. He had mm-hmm. to staple the wound shut. Yeah, it looked like um, he applied fucking Metagel from Mass Effect in there too. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, seal that wound up. Yeah, he he goes through goes through it, and then and then it basically hits him, like mm-hmm. you know. But the, as as is often a theme in this movie, 
it is a lot of Mark just, oh shit, something went wrong. All right, how do now I, I got to deal this? with that. Yeah, it's like it's a problem solving movie, and that's one of the things I really like about it. And perfect casting for Matt Damon because he has that right kind of that warm sarcasm, like that fucking jovial, like okay. All right, like he doesn't. At no point is he like, "I am overcome with despair and I'm totally fucked." Because that's not how you're gonna get yourself out of this situation. Well, yeah, there's one part where he comes kind of close. Yeah, where he but... hits like a, as anybody would, of course. But it's it, like I do like that that he, you know, at at no point is he like and... totally fucking feeling like, ah, oh, god damn it. I'm and that's doomed. how he is in the book too. Is mm-hmm. this like? You know, he has a very good humor about it, and, you know, it, yeah, Matt Damon is is damn perfect for this. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of likable. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, it also has to help with the situation, like, keep yourself sane. Like, you can't, you're not going to get very far if you're, you're swimming in a sea of self-pity. You're not going to be able to grow, like, potatoes won't grow with sadness. Mark, no, <laughs> you know, no, ask Ireland. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so he starts to like record himself, and we get the him, you know, talking to the camera and you know, laying laying everything out because he, uh, uh, yeah, well, he has he has the that's that's one of the the best parts of it. I think the book does it too, mm-hmm. but he keeps the log going, and that allows it the movie to happen and have a reason for him to basically talk at us yeah without it feeling really clunky yeah because it's not like he fucking like he just takes all his blood and he puts like a face on a space helmet and starts talking to him like it's wilson no that would have been weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) but he you know because yeah i I am even if they figure out that i'm still alive Mm. it's two years for them to get to me yeah at best yeah this habitat was only meant to last a month 35 days yeah yeah so if the if anything breaks you know the air reclaimers if that the recirculators break i i suffocate Mm -hmm. if the water reclaimers i die of thirst i still only have however many days left of food Mm mm-hmm and then you know after logging through all of his options um he just kind of looks and is like i am not gonna die here yeah he has that great you know resolve and and like i said he problem solves he figure out he figures out what he has to do and the the steps that he has to do it and it's it's really interesting because we get to spend a long time in this in with matt damon just kind of isolated doing the doing his thing that really really works well, yeah, and there's a couple of things that kind of go his way. Um, so, yeah, the first is the potatoes. Mm-hmm. So he realizes that, uh, and I'm going to fill in with stuff from the book as I can. Okay. Though it's been a while since I've read the book. But, yeah, he he realizes that the potatoes, he can cut them up, and they're perfect for that because that's how they grow, yep. essentially. I'm just going to grow more potatoes. And then he realizes as he goes to the bathroom that all of the because he the soil doesn't necessarily have enough stuff to grow it. Yeah. But he does have all of the their shit. Yeah, he has the it's, he has he has everybody's his poop. night soil. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's fertilizer. You know, you yep. do what you got to do. And I like that, even though yes, to a lot of people it would be totally gross. But in a survival situation, that makes so much sense. That is such a. One- but the one thing he doesn't have is water. No water. So that's... Uh, they did not realize that Mars had water yet. <laughs> so we uh, he has to figure out, how, you know, he, but he has all the components to make water. He's got to figure that out, too, which is cool. Yeah, well, and that's, that's another part. So he has to, you know, cleans off everything. And then um, what he does have is the rocket fuel mm-hmm. from the Mav. It didn't use up all of it. So he uses that and and muses to the log that everything is non-flammable because a fire in space is literally the worst thing, thing that can possible. happen to you. Yeah. NASA's very <laughs> scared of fire. Like everything is fire retardant. But thankfully he has all of their 
the crew's personal effects, mm-hmm. uh, including Martinez's cross. Mm-hmm. And that's and, made of wood, so he's gonna he's gonna chop that up and use that to to make fire. And using that, he's able to, and some science that I don't really know, he yeah. uses that and uh, immediately blows himself up. <laughs> he like, singes his face. It's really funny. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to happen because he just, boom. <laughs> yeah, because he starts like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to it once Mayor stop ringing. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's using that though. He's able to with some plastic sheeting um, create the water in the environment that he needs mm-hmm. to get the potatoes to grow, um, and they start to sprout. Yep. Mars will come to fear his botany powers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's he's a botanist. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And. Uh... <laughs> So back on Earth, NASA NASA holds a holds has a funeral, and um, oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and the and, PR problem, yeah, uh, because hmm? well, because the Vincent Kapoor, who's the head of the Ares, mm-hmm. uh, wants to use all of the stuff because they didn't use all the materials, so they could have a sixth mission to to make up for it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, if we do that, we're gonna see his corpse well yeah you know. like because the jeff daniels uh character teddy he's basically trying to think of like you know like that'll be terrible if like we get let's put satellite images and then we find his fucking dead body that's not gonna look great and, well uh, and you can't hide him because it's all in the public domain mm-hmm. like you can't no you can't absolutely. hide yeah it's not that's not what nasa does and so but and they're also talking about the other missions that will happen there's going to be an Ares 4 and an Ares 5 and so they're just they're talking about those missions and how everything kind of kind of relates together i guess yeah well and that's the but that's what Vince, Vincent wants to use those materials and eventually because he does that's part of what saves mark's life because mm-hmm. if they had never looked over that area um I doubt they would have figured it out in time. Well, yeah. maybe they may they maybe have... because like you still would have gone for the rover and the or the pathfinder and you know. Yeah, but they would have to have been paying attention to the channel that would have been looking for pathfinder. Sure, but I'm yeah. sure something would have pinged somewhere. So yeah, yeah. So that's uh, but the yeah, Mindy Park is a technician working in NASA mm-hmm. and she looks and then realizes. Yeah. Cause pictures show that, like the Rover is moving long after everybody's departed. And, well, and uh, the solar cells are cleaned off mm-hmm. and yeah, like it, it's definitely like he's still alive. Yeah. And uh, that causes like, Oh shit. <laughs> like <laughs> we gotta, well, this is a whole new thing now. Well, and yeah, that's the, it's the rub, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. like yeah. what do we do? And they decide, one, they're going to hide it from the crew, the rest of the Ares crew that's yeah, coming back so that they can focus on their mission. Exactly. I focus on, on coming home. And then, um, fuck, what happens? You're going to have to fill in. Well, um, that's where they have the, the press conference. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well... We left one behind. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, and I'm like, how did that happen? And like, we're working on it. We're working on communication. We're working mm. on a lot of things. Well, we're but working he's still on alive. stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's still, you know. Come on, but, you know, this isn't like gold star worthy, but you know. <laughs> but Mark has uh, back on Mars. Mark has several other problems. The first one is that he realizes that the only way for him right now to survive is to get to the Ares 4 mission, which is mm-hmm. 32,000 kilometers away. Yeah, it's like a 90-day journey. Yeah. He would have to make it to the Ares 4, because um, they explain this um, later, but they already have the MAV, and they mm-hmm. have everything set up there, 
Yeah, because like most of it. Yeah, because it's yeah. much easier logistically to send all the materials beforehand to be pre- prepped and ready for when Ares Four or Ares whichever would get to their location. It makes sense. Like I, I like that too. Like the the logistics of the entire thing. Yeah. So that's his. So far, his, his nearest way is to do that. So he's going to. He needs to science the shit out of the rover. Yeah, because the rover is it. not meant to go over long, long distances. No, he, he has to figure out how to get more out of the battery. And uh, and then he realizes very quickly that if he runs the heater, it drains the batteries even more. Mm-hmm. But it'll also make him freeze his dick off he <laughs> yeah. My balls are freezing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, so they he, collect this radioactive. I can't remember what exactly it is. It's basically the RTG. A, yeah, it's a big radioactive isotope, basically that they buried and buried it as soon as they got there and put a big flag right so where they it was. Because it was really stupid to build. <laughs> yeah, be really stupid for them to fuck around with it. <laughs> However, he's cold, so he's gonna yeah. he's gonna wrap it in some gold tin foil and hope for the best. Well. And also, uh, it's, you know, yeah, dying of radiation sickness. He'd be the first one to do it on Mars. Exactly. But thank God he has all that gold tinfoil, so. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he has that. And also, he has everyone's personal effects. They go into it more into the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like. Uh, Commander Lewis only has episodes of Happy Days. Yeah, and that's it, and, yeah. and only disco, <laughs> which is and, so funny. And yeah, just the boredom and tedium because he goes through like the only thing he has is Happy Days. <laughs> disco, oh man, that's and he fucking hates <laughs> disco. Yeah, he brings yeah. that up like, if I I will surely die on Mars if I have to listen to any more disco music. But he does play hot stuff when he gets the RTG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hot stuff. Yeah, the soundtrack is mostly disco. Yep. Because of that. Yeah. And Starman, but that's a cool... Yeah, that was all right. Like, I like that. That was a cool... Yeah. Uh, but NASA has to try to figure out, you know, how the fuck do we even communicate with him? Because they can't really mm-hmm. do that, but... Uh, now we have Martian potatoes, so mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, he's got food. Well, yeah, his first batch, and then the cool thing about potatoes is you can just grow more potatoes with yeah, them. So yeah, could... pretty stable crop. For a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, and that's when he realizes that he can find the Pathfinder. And <clears throat> all of this is happening while we get the Earth side of things. Yeah. Um, we often do, as the Earth side is, you know, everybody working trying to figure out how to solve this problem, but for mm. now they can't talk to one another. Exactly. So they're at a they're at an impasse. But yeah, so Mark, Mark decides because I think what happens they figure out from satellite images that he's heading towards the Pathfinder, which causes Vince to go to JPL, the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena. And break out the you know replica of the original Pathfinder, and they set it up similar mm-hmm. to how he's doing it. They make a connection, and then that's how they begin to communicate. Well, at first, it's just yes or no questions because they can only go so quickly mm-hmm. from the you know back to the Earth, and then he realizes that it's more cool problem solving that he can use hexadecimal. Yep. Uh, and he's able to use Johansson's computer to, because she has a hexadecimal key, yeah, along with old point-and-click adventure games. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And, uh, yeah, because she, she was the, the uber nerd to keep the hexadecimal fucking, the she or whatever. And, yeah, because you can't use the full alphabet, because if, with 26 characters and a 360-degree motion, it wouldn't, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be able to tell. But he uses the hexadecimal, and with that, they're able to have a, a more conversation to hack the rover so that it can send signals back to hmm. back, back to forth. them. Yeah, they can have uh, text conversations, and 
Yeah, that's when they're like, oh, what did the crew say when they found out I was alive? Uh, everybody's like, like, oh. Uh, we didn't <laughs> we, we didn't tell them anything. Like, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie has a bunch of strategic X F bombs. I I counted two, mm-hmm. uh, both by Mark. One is just like "fuck you, Mars." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then this one is a very like, it's just him shouting "what the fuck" in the mm-hmm. rover. Yeah, you by don't and you, and you don't hear it, but you do. T- you know what he's saying. And then he, you know, uh, Vince is like, "Mark, please keep your you know language, you know." Light, you're everybody in the world is watching is like oh yeah <laughs> just we don't see what he types but people are like Oops. mortified yeah well no it's, in the movie he types something different they said okay in the, in the book it's boobs yeah it's the boob uh like the the brackets the dumb. yeah yeah but now like i said i was reading something in the movie they said like oh yeah he types like something way fucking worse which is why the president has to apologize to him <laughs> or teddy has to apologize to the president yeah he's is under a lot of stress yeah this is a, you know whew. um but yeah that was really well, funny yeah so but that's when they have you know to tell the hermes mm-hmm. um which is or the that's where the crew is yeah and that's i gotta their... say oh good yeah. Oh no! Like that was saying, yeah, the Hermes—that's their ship. That's the bringing them to and yeah. for. And I like the uh, the design of the Hermes, especially when they because it has the the spinning like gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, with, but when they fly towards it and then they go into one of the spokes mm-hmm. and how they just like fall into the spoke. Yeah, it, I I'm like I don't know how the fuck they did that, but that looks. Well. Really well, and good. that's like, another thing too. Is like it's not. I like the fact that it isn't like a sleek, futuristic looking. Like it's semi-futuristic looking, but it looks like with the technology that we have practically now, it looks you know fitting. Like it doesn't look like a fucking like when you say like a starship sort of thing that you would come to mind. And I like that. Yeah, it looks like a more mobile international space station sort of deal. Yeah. It's very much what it kind of is, so. Um, but yeah, they they find out, and that's uh, yeah, like why we're we keeping it because Sean Bean is yeah, Sean, uh, Be- Sean head- Bean is here, yeah, Mitch Henderson, yeah, the head of the crew, and he's really pushing for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants them to he wants them to know, but you know, Teddy Teddy oversees him until finally they like have to tell them. Yeah, well the. Probably to keep Mark sane, you know. Yeah, keep his morale up and whatnot, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're and now that now they want a picture of him. What am I awesome? Do I go for high school senior? Jock or <laughs> coquettish ingenue. Ingenue. <laughs> ingenue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love what he went with because that was great. Because that, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, hey. Hey. <laughs> he basically, like, they take a picture, he just has both his thumbs out. He's like, ah! It's the fonts. Yeah. He has nothing but happy <laughs> His references, yeah. So, yeah. And they're like, how do we work with this? The fonts? <sighs> like, I don't know. It's all he's got. He yeah. Send our astronauts with more fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, more fucking material to watch. And Kristen Wiig is here. She plays like I guess the head of NASA's public, public relations. relations. Uh, yeah, she is great. Yeah, everybody uh, is but... great. Like everybody is awesome in this. Nobody is. Uh, there's not a weak link here in the movie, no. and I like that. A very star-studded cast, and mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. It's a bunch of people solving the problem. Yeah, you know, working the, to solve uh, an issue with uh, and and the book is a lot of that, and this is another one where it's like, it the book goes into very much why this happens, but yeah. the airlock blows out, mm-hmm. like one of the airlocks blows out, um, and the reason is is that it wasn't designed to go for that many cycles. Ah, it because you know it was only designed for however many, and he went way more than he than it was designed for so a hole started to form 
And when the hole did it, ruptured it and caused it to blow out. Gotcha. Because, yeah, that just kind of happened suddenly. And I was like, because Teddy says something. Well, at first they're like in a meeting room on Earth and they're calculating how much food he has. And at this point, he should have more than enough food for the, the current plan to to stay solid you know everything just has to go fine and nothing catastrophic has to happen and then and, lo and, and behold then, in the next shot the fucking hab blows up <laughs> yeah well and that's that's why the hab blows out because of that he was and overdoing he, it well yeah they do have another hatch mm-hmm. but he was just using that one hatch yeah that that's was like the, still... that was like the area that was the kitchen i think there's farming his potatoes yeah, and this is bad for a variety of reasons. The first one is that it breaks a hole in his helmet, and he has to patch it with duct tape mm-hmm. before he dies. Yeah, he's got a very short time. Um, the second reason being is that it, it kills his entire crop of potatoes, and it destroys all the bacteria. The, the whole thing, it's gone kaput. Yeah, there is no growing potatoes. Um so his colonization of Mars has ended. Oh, yeah. that was another thing he mentioned, is yeah. that he started getting messages from back home, and one of them was from the University of Chicago, where he went to school, and it said that you've officially, you officially colonized. colonized Mars. If you grow crops somewhere, you've officially colonized it. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. And the book's full of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, same uh, with the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. When, it's something we'll get to. A little later but yeah because of the dead taters though at first it was just going to be a very like oh well he'll just meet up with aries four mm-hmm. um you know now they're like he does not have enough food yeah he will die uh we need to move up the the launch time of this probe to you know make everything work mm-hmm um, so we'll just send him more food he'll up and like other supplies and then he'll go meet up with Ares four and then he'll come back. Yeah. And because of that, they have to do a lot of shortcuts. Yeah. So they have this, I guess it's the Atlas five and they're like, is it, you know, they basically, yeah, they, like I said, they do shortcuts cause they want to get this quick as possible, but you know, safety inspections are important. Uh, and unfortunately, the Atlas V goes into the air, and as it's looking like everything's all right, it just fucking goes kaboom. Like that thing just goes up in smoke. Well, yeah, they they tried to find more ways for him to buy time because yeah. yeah, it's like ration even more, mm-hmm. and yeah, he has to as he's re- he repairs the hab though. He uses the more like duct tape and plastic sheeting. Mm-hmm. Turns out he can do any. He can survive anywhere with duct tape and plastic sheeting. Yeah, and he eats his half of potato with a crushed up Vicodin. Yeah, no one's gonna stop me. Exactly, and he's like, "I ran out of ketchup seven days ago." And he sounds so dejected. <laughs> he sounds so sad. But yeah, the the probe is destroyed um, because the calcu- They weren't able to catch that the food like liquefied and threw it off course mm. um, in the launch. The vibration caused it to, yeah. And this is his lowest point because uh, yeah. he's able to talk to the crew now. And uh, he has been just the, you know, he, he stresses that it's never been their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point he tells the commander to talk to his parents and tell them that, you know, he was really good at what he did and that he loved doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because while he still believes that he can make it out, he's got to start preparing for eventualities. Worst, yeah, worst case scenario sort of thing, which makes sense. And yeah, this is this is his lowest uh, lowest spot. Yeah, we also uh, meet up with someone named uh, Rich Rich Purnell, mm-hmm. um, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, um, and they have. As boss to, needs him to help with something, he, he calculations. He mm-hmm. works in doing a lot of the math. Yeah, astrodyna- <laughs> a lot of math in NASA. Oh hell yeah! Like he deals in astrodynamics, and like he he read dynamics of an asteroid. He knows what's up, and uh, he, he he yeah he lives in his office pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <It looks like. laughs> pretty much. And he uh, basically, as he's talking to his boss, he gets like a. He gets an idea and he starts to calculate it in his head. 
and this yeah, will become well, very like, important later. Well, because he says, you know, the the tra- the positions of Earth and Mars suck, like mm-hmm. we, the, in relation to one another. It'd be far easier for, and then he cuts off and like I gotta get more coffee, mm-hmm. like. And he won't explain to his boss. And no. his boss is like, you do realize I am your boss, right? <laughs> He's, He's like, like yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but other good stroke of good luck, the Chinese space agency has decided to help mm-hmm. and reveal that they have the technology. Well, they have an, the, a secret kind of booster rocket. I don't know. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. And they decide, you know, because... I, I, as a, you know, mainly, you know, as uh, scientists and people who, who care and also good PR, they decide to come together and the, uh, you know, interest in space travel. Even though if the Chinese use their their booster, they won't be able to do their particular mission that they wanted to do. And I think that they eventually agree that they're going to have a Chinese astronaut on the next Ares mission in exchange for them using the booster. That's yes. That's exactly like it, it. It opens the door for them to collaborate more with NASA, mm-hmm. and that's that's their play. But also, I like it because it shows this like you know more goodwill of people. Like yeah. this is a very hopeful movie. Well, totally. It's, you know? and, yeah, absolutely. Well, also, it just shows like you know people, it, and I do think that that especially like NASA or other agencies that deal with space travel a lot of them they're scientists they're looking out for like that kind of we're problem solvers and that you know that kind of hopeful ingenuity that human beings can have and yeah if we if we just all work together we can fucking solve everything the best parts of humanity is yeah the nasa part the ingenuity the Mm. discovery exploration and the problem solving and the and the there's there's no like i like the fact there's no dick swinging you know it's no, very, yeah, very nice. that's it. Yeah, they're like uh, the the Chinese space agency, like looks at the situation and they're like, "Oh my God, we can do something." Yeah, here. we got, we got, we got this. We can, <laughs> we can throw, we can help you out here, and you know, because uh, well, also I think it helps in that you know, because NASA is a publicly funded organization. It's not, uh, you know, they need they need all the good PR they can get, sort of thing. And I think I think it's very similar for the Chinese equivalent, probably. So this is. You know, as fuck as fucked up as it might sound, this is also a good boon for them to be able to work together. Yeah, so they have two competing. Well, this brings us to Rich's plan, which he brings to Vincent Kapoor mm-hmm. um, at this Project uh, Elron meeting. Yeah, the <laughs> secret meeting and uh, the PR ladies like, why is it Project Elron? Who the and fuck is Elron? And I think it is uh, an amazingly fun coincidence that Sean Bean <laughs> yeah. is also in. <laughs> <laughs> this is really funny. And he, he's, he explains it. He's like, oh, you know, fucking Elrond at the Council of Elrond and Rivendell and whatever, you know. Yeah, Boromir? Yeah. Remember yeah. him? Yeah. Yo, he was my favorite favorite uh, part of those movies. And fucking Jeff Daniels is like, well, if this is the Council of Elrond, I want to be Glorfindel. And that was funny. <laughs> and they're all dorks, but uh, yeah, yeah. So Rich, Rich explains the plan. Basically, they're gonna they're gonna slingshot around the moon to get to the asteroid. But in this case, the asteroid is Mars, and the moon is Earth. Yeah. Well, they're gonna use the Hermes to. They're gonna resupply it mm-hmm. and slingshot around, which will save them enough fuel so that they can pick up Mark, and then run back. But like the the problem is is that that would you know add almost a whole ass year yeah. to their mission. So you know that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of space travel time. You know, a lot of time away from their families. Well, and also and, the I think they bring this up too. Like, can the Hermes even sustain that sort of you know long term uh, travel? Well, you know. The guy from uh, Benedict Wong's here is Bruce. The yeah. uh, he's from JPL, and he's like, yeah, no, it can. It well, can he do was. That. They they were talking like it didn't make it. It's like not even through the whole cycle yet. So yeah, it should be yeah. able to. But they bring up all these, you know, what but the, the issues are. I think the biggest thing though is that if it fucks up and they like fail in the resupply, 
it kills six people yeah. instead of just one. <laughs> just one guy, yeah. So this is, again, that that horrible articulus of human life that you gotta got to consider. But um, uh, at, they eventually decide to go with the first option, and I can't remember what explicitly that was, but Mitch was like, oh, fuck that, I'm gonna, I gotta give the crew the information and let them decide for themselves. So he sends a little secret email to uh, yeah, Vogel. To Vogel and, and hides it, which is the, it's just the plan. And it's basically, you need to commit mutiny. <laughs> yeah, you guys, have to, you guys have to do a little <laughs> bit of mutiny and uh, we'll work this out later. And pretty much unanimously, they all decide like, yeah, fuck it, let's go get Mark. Well, you know, they're... Um, but there's other things they have to, you know, deliberate. Some of them are military, which uh, would mean they're going to get court-martialed. Oh, yeah, there's that. Run out of the military, likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All of this really makes me wonder is, like, what's an astronaut paid for something like that? What, what? do you bring down for being an astronaut? It's got to pay well, right? I would imagine so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any... You know, astronauts, but I imagine they probably bring down a pretty good living. You you don't? I I don't know. I always just figured it'd be gauche to ask my astronaut friends what they pulled out. Yeah. Like before taxes. Yeah. You know, I'm betting it's probably something where they don't get paid all that much and they just get paid in the experience. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of people who want to go out into space. <laughs> I suppose. I'm perfectly fine where I'm at, so I never really considered it. Go, I would love to go into space. Fuck no, man. No. I think <laughs> too many. I've seen too many movies, and I've seen too many things go wrong. I'm fine where I'm at. I've seen so many things go right. Yeah, until a fucking xenomorph fucking crashes in and, you know. Space. Space! The only place not touched by capitalism. Exactly. Space. Space. But yeah, they decide to to go for it. And so they have to um they have to plan the shut down multiple computers and redundancies uh-huh. so that they can go with the the, well, the rich Purnell maneuver. Exactly. Because they have to do that because there's a chance that if they even like decide to go off course, I think they said NASA could take a manual control of the the Hermes well, yeah. and prevent them from which makes sense again redundancies upon redundancies upon redundancies of course they would but Kate Mara's like oh yeah I can hack all that shit no problem I can hack NASA yeah they ain't got shit on me and uh, she does and then they you know decide to you know go with the plan but uh, later Jeff Daniels and uh, fucking Sean Bean are talking and Jeff Daniels like I know it was you so I'm gonna support this, but once everybody's back, you're resigning. <laughs> he, like you gotta, you're gonna, you're getting the boot. And he's like, yeah, yeah that's he's gonna go be a golf instructor. I think he was just going to play golf. I don't think he was instructing on golf. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know why that was my first thought. <laughs> like that's a fucking wild transition, man. I think you could be able to pay, parlay being a fucking mission commander at NASA. Like unless he fucking murdered somebody in the fucking <laughs> control room, I you, think he'll be allowed into other places. Um, what did no. you used to do, Sean Bean? Oh, I was a mission commander for NASA, but now I fucking just tell people how to fucking like putt putt into the fucking. Yeah, you know. he's used to training the crew, and you know sometimes that means you got to train them how to hit a sick, <laughs> non-slicing drive. Yeah. In space, because then it goes on forever. Forever, and that you know. That's legendary. It's but, a hell of a drive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the everybody's everybody's getting all this prepped. Like, I think after this, Jeff Daniels, uh, Bruce, fucking, uh, and uh, Vince and all them, they go to China. And they're everybody's working together. It's very, very cool. Well, yeah, this is the Starman montage. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a lot of time is passing. Uh, all done by souls. And yeah. that's, uh, um, well, I think this is in Seoul, like, th- like 200 or something. He spends a long time. It's on a Mars. long time. Like, the, la- the I think it's, what, 
by the time he gets off Mars, it's like Soul 560-something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he spends a long time on Mars, and we go from, like, the Starman montage to, like, seven months later. Oh, yeah, because a lot of... A lot of things has happened, but the main thing is that he has gotten skin. Oh man, I was like, "Holy shit, that's like a, a Tom Hanks and Castaway fucking transition I, right there." And I was like, "Did they?" I wondered is, if it's CG. He... Yeah, I, that's what I was wondering. I was like, "Because that is so drastic." Yeah, I mean, me he think, like... he did that before when he was younger for a part. Matt Damon did, but I don't. I really don't know if he like did that again because. I mean, it looks really good, but at the same time, I was like, that's, like, dangerously thin. Yeah, like, he looks he looks like Chris Evans at the beginning of the Captain America. You I know? mean, he looks <laughs> a bit like Christian Bale in Memento, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, not Memento. What's, uh, what is it, the the Machinist? Machi- the Machinist, yeah. The, the Mechanist? Memento, the Memento is uh, Guy Pierce. That's the guy that can't remember anything. Yeah, whatever. They're both Chris Nolan movies, aren't they? the machinist is ah whatever anyway fucking he looks like a skinny skinny christian bale well and he he also has to retrofit the uh rover and they don't really go over why he has to do it the way that he does Mm -hmm. but part of it is that he had to cut off the roof and put a bag over it yeah it's it's like storage and because he has to get all of his all the stuff that allows for his habitation in the hab to be in the rover yes and, yeah. and to work because it is a hell of a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if anything goes wrong, he's dead. Yeah, he's totally fucked. But yeah, he has to bring it all with him. And as it's super skinny, and he, he muses, though, before he goes, that uh, about legality. Yep. See, that uh, uh, you can't own anything in space. No, um, it's international waters. No. No country claims, lays claim to it. And therefore, he's in international waters, and so he's going to go get the Mav, which he doesn't have the explicit permission to take, which technically makes him, yes, a space pirate. Captain Blondebeard. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I really like that. That was great. Uh, I, I also like that uh, they caught on on that. It was just like, oh, well, you know, like, he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he, he explained, explained. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Um, but yeah, he, he goes through the journey, which, uh, that's another part. The book goes through like a little bit more of the journey and like mm-hmm. the, the manualness of it, because it is just like, start, go for as long as you can go to midday and then like sleep while the batteries recharge. Yeah. It's like, I think Mackenzie Davis says like, he has to charge the Rover for like 13 hours. Like once he hits noon, catch some yeah. sleep in between. And yeah, so this is taking a long time. Well, I know you got to imagine, like physically, he's just been eating like, I think once every three days or something, like yeah. a quarter ration, like bare bones rations for him. Yeah, because like, he would be starving. Um, oh yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, but even. Still, there's more problems. Uh, the first one is is that the Mav won't be light enough to mm-hmm. intercept with the Hermes. Um, so they need to just remove some things. They need you to know, remove just... everything that is not essential, like the whole fucking front of the goddamn Mav. <laughs> they, well, the, the top. And yeah. just cover it with a tarp. Yeah. That's only really there for air resistance, and the air is really light there. Don't worry about it. Don't Get worry. rid of all the chairs. Yeah. Uh, it'll be remotely piloted. So it doesn't need so. a control panel. Bare bu- like the windows, doesn't need any windows. Yeah. yeah. The airlocks, all the life support, don't need any of that. None of that. And, just hitching a ride on that thing. Yeah. And, uh,. What, they relay this plan back to him, and he's like, I know what they're doing. They're saying, you know, you'll be the fastest man in space travel. And he's like, you know physicists don't even use words, <laughs> words like, like fast? fast. Yeah. <laughs> when they're describing mm, these. these. This insane plan. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, his humor really is, like, my probably my favorite. Just that reaction to the, the situation is just great. 
Yeah, because he responds back with, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and they're like, do you think he means, like, are you kidding, kidding me? me? Or, oh, man, every, it's so good, yeah. I was like, are you kidding, kidding me? me? Like, I think it's the first I, I, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it could be the first one. It could be. It could be this, like, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, and even still, he's like, uh, they're just trying to give me with the fastest man in, in space travel because they're kind of they think I'll like the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah. I do like the way that sounds. <laughs> sounds. I'm not gonna tell them. That. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell them that. Yeah. And then he, you know, he takes off everything in the map to fucking Waterloo, continuing the '70s music tradition in the movie. Um, and uh, yeah. so we're getting close to the fucking moment of truth here, and people around the world are gathering. They're in yeah, fucking uh, well, Times Square, fucking everywhere. The crew plans too, because they have to go through all of the steps to catch him. Mm-hmm. And if he's going too fast, they're hoping for five meters a second. Um, but if he goes any faster than that, trying to catch him would be damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. Ten would be is described as like trying to jump onto a train. Yeah. A uh, moving train. So they have the the plan, though. If Mark eats his last meal on Mars, which he specifically, um, you know, like, goodbye Mars is what it says, and writes his note uh, on the rower mm-hmm. to, to take good care of it. She saved my life. life. That was nice. And then he pats the wheel down and, uh, yeah, gets on the, gets on the Mav. And, and starts and uh, yeah it is a it is a big event and they the crew and everyone there is on their own mm. because it's 12 light minutes to get a message one way which means it's 24 minutes so by the time they even get a question back it's it's too late yeah which makes me think that well, as they're watching in the the crew or watching it delayed because it would have already happened by the time don't think about it yeah, it, <laughs> just, and uh, yeah, Mark shaves and and prepares the mm-hmm. final preparation, getting getting it all done. Yep, and it launches and passes the fuck out. Yep, those G's, those G's knock him out. It was, as of course Strap they yourself should. in and feel the G's. Well, yeah, it has a fucking tarp. A tarp. On it. it has a tarp. Like that's. I mean, it's awesome. But at the same time, that's nuts. <laughs> like it's it, great. It, just, it just has like little fucking hooks. Yeah. Like I, it It's like the back of a pickup truck. truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he's hauling hay, fucking down a, like a road or something. And. Uh, other problems, though, there's a series of problems. Uh, he's not going nearly high enough, and as he wakes up, is like, "Yeah, you're you're still, you know, pretty far, far away." away. And he, he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll just wave at you as you go by." Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And as they're figuring this out, he's like, "I think I can be able to pierce a hole in my in my suit to give me like a." propulsion use it as a thruster and uh commander lewis is like that's fucking insane mark don't do that and then he says like my favorite part of the movie where he's like yes but consider this i could be like iron man iron man commander (laughs) yeah let's go iron man (laughs) and the crew though they also have some of their ingenuity because Mm -hmm. now they have to make a bomb yeah because they want to create like they want to release all the air in the in the hermes to give them like a to stop them right so they can be so they don't like overshoot them to push them no it's to push them closer Ah. without having to spend fuel and that the air yeah so that's what the bomb is for they're going to use the bomb to Mm -hmm. shoot themselves closer to him uh, that's what they do. They get Vogel in on it because he's a chemist. You can make a bomb, right? Yeah. And he makes a bomb, which they have um, Sebastian Stan go to the other airlock and put into a socket mm-hmm. so that it can blow the airlock and move them ever so much closer as the commander decides she's doing this personally. Yeah. She sp- left him there, and God damn it, she's going to bring him out. Yep. She's... <laughs> Yeah, she is like, my father went into space, and I'm still waiting for him to come back. Come on, Merv. <laughs> come on, Merv. 
And uh, also 2015. Huh? Yeah. Well, no. Interstellar was 2014. Uh, why did I put 2015? Damn. I don't. I don't know. Come on, Merv. Merv. Also, also the same year as Fan Four Stick. Oh yeah. So real, yeah. real turnaround. For well, that, this is another thing that's. I mean, we've obviously there's a ton of MCU people in here, but like, there's two people who in the next year will be in fucking Doctor Strange, and then fucking Michael Pena that same year was in Ant Man, and it's MCU's, just MCU's. Uh, it, it's it's influence is vast and deep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, see. Watney does eventually go Iron Manning. He does. It yeah. Does not. It's not an amazing plan. <laughs> no, but it's, it's really... you, work, you work with what you got. Because at first he fucking like flings around the inside of the Mav until he gets kind of a better control of it, and then yeah, he launches out the top, and Jessica Chastain's on a tether in like one of them space chairs, you know, that astronauts sit in all the time. And yeah, space throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the queen of space right now. And fucking, so they're trying to like, you know, meet, like, catch each other. Yeah, and they they do and are entangled in the the tether, which I thought was going to be another problem. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, y'all are tangled up, but no, they. Yeah, they got him. They got him and bring him in, and he's fucking smells terrible because he hasn't showered in like a year well yeah like at least three months or whatever yeah it's great and you know it just i like that he did like this he you can tell he's obviously emotional but i like the fact that they all still kept like that you know jokey attitude and the you know jocular fucking you know like it wasn't like (laughs) sort of deal yep and he makes it home mm-hmm. and now trains astronauts, yeah. um, which seems like a great because yeah, there's another time jump. It's like five um, years later, we, right? Well, because they go right to Ares five. Yeah, we skip Ares four and we go to yeah straight to Ares five, and yeah, he's. I think he, Ares four would have been skipped because they used the Mav. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like they don't they don't fucking explain back. it, so I don't. Yeah, it's whatever. But yeah, so he he works at NASA. He trains he trains new recruits and. He's sitting on a bench drinking a coffee, and he sees a little, you know, green twig on the ground. And he's like, "Oh, you must be a potato!" And uh, fucking a bunch of recruits come by, and they all give him like the "Hello, sir. Hello, sir. You know, honor to meet you, sir." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off!" And uh, goes into classroom, and he, you know, talk, you know, gives a little speech, and he's like, "Yes, first question out of the way. I did make potatoes out of my own poop. Uh, yes, I did think I was going to die." Yeah, yada yada yada. But he, I, I like, I really like the ending. The ending I thought was really well done. Is simple is, to uh, the point. Yeah, not acting in the book, I don't believe. Uh, oh, in the nice. book, it just ends with him being rescued. Oh, cool. I got you. Yeah. And, yep. And uh, we go through all of the, um, like what everyone else did, and then, like they're back home. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinez is flying Ares five. Yep. He got to keep. They got to keep his job, even though he committed a, a mild mutiny. I imagine because the public goodwill would be such. Well, that... also extra- probably there's like a thing of like extraordinary circumstance. We can just like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it's not. It would be more of a deal if we fucking like punished you for mutiny in the face of <laughs> yeah. what you did. <laughs> like, and uh, Beck and Johansson hitched up Mm -hmm. they have uh they have a kid now um everybody at mission control is all still there uh, but they look a bit older you know you can tell some time has passed and um yeah no it's a really good like see like uh and not all of them went back i think jessica chastain went back to her husband and vogels with his family and yeah it's really really good ending i really liked it yep Yeah, it ends with uh, Mark asking his class if there's any questions, and, like, the whole class has some. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a a very good movie. It has a lot more with it than we, because we just kind of summarized it quick. Pretty much, Uh, yeah. Because, like, I've only, like, I've only seen it the once, so I haven't, like, sunk my teeth in and gotten a lot of the, you know, uh, extra mileage out of it. But I'll totally watch this again. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I uh, 
I, I definitely got the vibe this would be something you'd like. I as I've I've gotten much better at it uh, as we've been doing mm-hmm. this, where I could just be like, oh yeah, Dayton's gonna love this, and this is certainly one. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a hard sci-fi movie that doesn't feel overly hard sci-fi. No, and it doesn't. And I, I like I said, the, the things I like about it are that problem-solving nature, like in that. Um, you know, this comes up, this comes up, and we figure out how to deal with it. I like the fact that it did that. I like the fact that it wasn't overly dramatic. Like, it had all the right, the necessary amount of drama. It has a great balance. I think that's probably the thing I can come away with this one the most, is that it has a perfect balance of all the elements. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Wind, lean... water, heart. Yep, heart especially. That's probably the main one that this got. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it just, yeah good good equilibrium all throughout and i'll totally watch this again oh yeah i it has been a while since i've seen it but yeah i would recommend that i'd also recommend the book i did the audiobook mm-hmm. and it was a uh, it was a very good time it goes into much more of like how and why yeah all of this works which if you're doing a movie adaptation i understand completely yeah you why they cut that out stuff yeah but you know it's a it's a nice felt two hours twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good time. Good time. Yeah, it just really makes you want to like fund NASA. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> just hug an astronaut or something. <laughs> yeah, hug your local astronaut in the church of your choosing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, would recommend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But now, for something completely different, next time, we do a couple of re-completions. I don't know which one we're going to do next, but we're going to do one of them. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It's going to be one of those two. People, be prepared for anything. Yeah, just, you know, make sure I have a plan. Uh, talk with it with your loved ones about which one it is. Have a bug out bag prepared. <laughs> yeah, um, make sure you change the water like every three months if it's in bottles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you know, depending on where you're deciding to go, have blankets and mm-hmm. a means of starting a fire. <laughs> yeah, satellite radio, extra batteries, maybe a ham radio, mm-hmm. uh, a gun. Yeah, depending on what you're what you're planning on doing. Yeah. Um, See, my plan uh, is often to figure out who the people that have a plan are uh, and just take their stuff. Mm. Uh, assert myself. I have chaps. I'm ready to be a raider. That's how, yeah, that's how all raiders groups start. <laughs> yeah, well, football pads and just like, hmm. Yeah, cover yourself with like soot and grunge like you're in Fallout. Yeah, oh my god, the emergency's happened. Quick, honey, I need to get a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, honey, please, let's cut up all these tires. We need body armor. <laughs> We must become the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, come on. Assert yourself. This just know. reminds always... me of a, there was a Cracked.com skit where fucking they were worried about the zombie apocalypse. And it's like fucking Soren comes in with like a chainsaw and body armor because he thought the zombie apocalypse was going to start. And reveals that he, ex- you know, he killed a homeless guy that night. Get yeah, you know, assert yourself. Mm-hmm. Become the Raider. I don't have to fear the Raiders if I am the Raider. Yeah, you can hang out in Nuka World or wherever. But yeah, so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, so until then, I'm Devin. And I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Peace.